Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Going on a go. Wait, no, we already did the ghost hunt. No, we, uh, <laughs> now, now there's something creepy stalking us. We've done the ghost hunt part. Now, now we're, we're doing what? A demon hunt? We've we've switched to supernatural there's be a lady at this point. In here. We're going in this lady wait, area. Wait, yeah, there's <laughs> a lady. There's a big sign that just says ladies only, and Sudi's just like, oh. <laughs> Oh, that was I'll so sad. I'll wait outside. And yep. Citra just opened the door, I believe. Yeah. Somebody just opened the door. So yeah, when last we had left our heroes, the doorkeepers made their way deeper into the Sightless Sphinx, where they found a wall that had been constructed, summoned via magic to block off a section of the Sphinx from the rest of this. And they said, F that noise. Uh, and then Definitely. tore through the wall and continue. I can't remember how you guys get through the wall, actually. Was I made a door. Uh, she, yeah, uh, she, she did. Uh, a, made a door. Stone shape. Stone shape. Actually, stone, stone shape, yeah. shape how it's supposed to be used. Yes, yeah, stone yep. shape. The correct <laughs> use of stone shape. Hollis just has a weird stone shape. It's like you created a door through this wall, but it also created a 10 foot pit under Hollis and she falls down. Now. Oh, no. Every time she summons it, it creates a pit also for no reason. She got it out of the discount bargain bin of the <laughs> spell casting shop. Wow. The party then continued their exploration, making their way further, finding a strange room with an odd mural on the wall and a bubbling mud pool. The unholy mud. They decided to skirt around that, mm. went further, and then eventually found a, a room with a bunch of swords laid out and a holy symbol of Serenre, and, uh, as well as a ghost lady. And mm-hmm. then upon taking the holy symbol of Serenre and placing it on, have been able to speak with Lady Sophronia. Mm-hmm. Which informed was all rad. of you that, uh, yeah, apparently she died here and uh, has not been able to move on. Which was not so rad. And she's bound to her necklace. But with us having the necklace, now she can finally go out and start smiting down all of the uh, the evil people that are still lurking in the Sightless Sphinx. Yeah. We're helping. Also, uh, despite the fact that she's incorporeal, she can't pass through the walls of this place due to the magic finding these walls. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. as such, she was only able to pass through the stone wall that was not part of the original construction of this place, and hence why she's only been able to wander the halls for all of eternity. Uh, and by all of eternity, it's a little over 100 years, I think, she's been here. That's still so. a long time to be wandered That's about. That's forever. Like, for a human, that would be forever. Like, if I was stuck somewhere for 100 years, I'd probably be mad. So she's definitely got more fortitude than I've got. Yeah. Mm. And uh, so she imbued Sudi's fists with the power of law. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get an ability that I would have gotten if I'd stuck at Monk. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I can overcome chaotic damage reduction. Take that, Proteans. Yeah, but this yes. also gives you extra damage, which the Monk ability it wouldn't have. It's true, yes. Yeah, Slightly better. <laughs> the uh, the party then went and retrieved her, or retrieved an old set of gear that apparently she'd used to go and uh, smite some ghosts and everything in Ustalov back when she was alive. Mm-hmm. She had a very eventful previous existence yeah and the place where it was hidden is super hard to find so we have a place to sleep now a sleepy place yeah yep. judging by the sizes of this place we're gonna need it i mean yeah we're, we're like maybe not even halfway we're like halfway through the first floor and i don't even what? know how big this place is yeah oh that's true we don't even quarter, know, if there's, you know if there's more floors holy cow <laughs> Yeah, if it takes us uh, two days to clear this place out, though, Citra will be spending her birthday in the Silas Sphinx. <laughs> we'll have a party. We have a ghost. She can glow. I can do a magic trick. It'll be she fun. Glow. Hey, anybody have like a continual a flame we can put on a candle? You have a torch. Yeah. We don't oh, have yeah. a cake. <laughs> Paulus teleports back to Sothis, buys a cake, teleports back. <laughs> I thought that would be pretty That's funny. what gets us to finally go to Sothis is a birthday cake. But I have cake. to roll... Uh, 
whatever check to be able to make that teleport actually work. Yeah. Oh, but that's right. <laughs> you can't teleport in or out of this easily, right? Yeah. Uh, without uh, severe difficulty. <laughs> but you know, for a birthday cake, it might be. Okay, so here's what we do, guys. We go run outside, escorting Hollis out <laughs> so that she can teleport out, and then we have to, like, wait. <laughs> then we three have to, like, the great battle for the cake ensues as we have to fight off the cultists until Hollis can return. With a cake. <laughs> Big dramatic fight scene, and every once in a while it just cuts to Hollis standing in line at a Costco. And then, and then we and then we realize that she got like, you know, the the chocolate chocolate cake instead of the red velvet cake, and we're like, no. No, Hollis goes to Quantium because that's where she used to get the most cakes when she was a child. Those are vivid memories. And so you oh, get a weird, you strange quantium type amalgamation of flavors cake. And she's like, This is my favorite. Welcome to Quantium. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness anyway the party then outfitted uh, Lady Sophronia and then decided to uh, after talking to her had learned that there was uh, a weird presence in some of the hallways and then uh, somebody's opening doors and stuff yep because there's a lady yeah. in here studying things and she might be a cultist well I mean no remember we I went down the one hallway like and then a door opened behind us and there was no other door yeah. oh well yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I was gonna say it's spooky now because we didn't see anybody there and we didn't see anybody leave and Jess has got see invisibility on with Hollis so we're like what and they were opening into rooms that didn't have any other exit so mm-hmm. somebody's Super using spooky. open clothes so I suppose to begin the four of you stand in the hallway, in the southeastern section, actually, sorry, southwestern section of the sightless sphinx. The hallway continues on past this door, ends down at the end of the passage with a depiction of a faceless, six-legged, winged, snake-tailed sphinx. You found the two doors, uh, one across from one another, checked the door on one side, listened, had a brief conversation about uh, should we just go? I guess we'll go. Citra eventually deciding to uh, push through the door. We heard someone writing in there. Yeah, and as I started pushing the door, the rustling of papers stopped. Yep. The door scrapes and slides open, revealing a chamber within remarkably well-preserved. Sturdy wooden racks line the walls of this room but the scrolls slotted into the racks have fared less well over the years. Most are little more than bundles of brittle papyrus, barely held together by rotted ribbons. Here and there, however, an intact scroll or carved scroll tube juts out from the smoothly curved racks. In the center of the room, warped and withered chairs surround a large flat stone table. Scattered across this table are numerous documents, papers, almost as if someone has gone through and collected all of the the papers that are still intact enough to be legible hmm. and laid them out. Newer papyrus also lays out on this table, covered in thin writing, some of it fresh enough that your light gleams off of it as the light plays into the room, and a single quill sticks out of an ink vial on the far side of the chamber. Citra, as you look in, Sudi as well. The room appears to be unoccupied. Let me look. <laughs> yeah, I figure um, Citra motions for Hollis to step forward because she's like, I can't see anything. Do you step into the room? You know, sure. Okay. Stepping fully into the room. Yeah, the room is quiet and open. However, I will allow a perception roll from the party. 
Oh boy. Uh, um, boy. Boy, howdy. We're that's... starting off great this episode. I rolled a seven yeah. for an 18. I roll a two for a 23. Masika rolls a 16, which gets her a 23. Narmer rolled a six, which gets him a 20. Yeah, Citra rolled a three for a 20. Jeez, All right. no team. Yeah. <laughs> we did real good on this for seven. We did real bad. <laughs> so all of you step into the room. Yeah, I imagine Citra and Sudi, you've been traveling, you've been fighting together enough so that as the two of you step in, two abreast through this 10 foot wide door, you do the uh, both step in, Sudi with both fists up, uh, Citra on the other side with both daggers up as you step in and begin to sweep the opposite sides of the room. Mystica slides in. There's the click, click, click sound of Narmer's eyes trying to zoom in as he looks about the room. Zoom in and hench. Yeah, it makes the the new Spider-Man, like the little mechanical noise that his eyes make when they shift size. Oh my god. <laughs> However, the least perceptive amongst you, hey. Hollis, you step in, look about, and see the only thing that the rest of the party have missed. As she is doing nothing to hide herself, other than the fact that she is invisible... Standing in the far side of the room. Okay, you know what? That's a pretty effective way that if you don't have a wizard <laughs> yeah. in your party who has to happens to have, you know, see invisibility turned on, very effective way. It's to just hide the sheer fact sight. of the matter is she would be invisible to Hollis also if she so much as just ducked behind a chair. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> I don't think she expected us skill. to have see invisibility. Maybe. Hollis, nice. as you step in, you look over, you see a thin woman. Her hair is surprisingly, considering you don't ever really run into that in Osirian, her hair is a shade of wheat blonde, almost blonde to the point of white, but oh, cut weird. severely flat across the front in bangs and then fra framing her face in a traditional Osirian style. The entirety of her face is covered by a golden funerary mask. Of course it is. From head to toe, she has wrapped herself in what appear to be linens, much as a, a mummy or a corpse would be. These are inscribed with thousands of tiny lines of script, as if she's written something on every single one of these linen wrappings. In her one hand, she carries a spear that glows with a faint green energy. Her other hand is open, all those beginning to extend and gesture in spellcasting. And there's this almost floating miasma of green energy that flows around her. Weird. And as you look at it, you can almost see faces inside of this as it swirls back and forth across her form. Hmm. And I'll need initiative from the party. Uh, Hollis, you get to act in the surprise attack round. What Wait. in the heck? <laughs> Wild. I didn't roll great. I am going to look up a spell. Hey, for once I rolled okay on my initiative, because it usually is always the one I mess up. All right, let's get some initiative from the party, shall we? Hollis Starkweather. Hollis rolled a six for a 13. It's not bad. Sudi Kantar. Uh, Sudi rolls a 10 for a 13. I believe Hollis has more than a plus three I have a seven. Uh, initiative. Yep, so you'll be going first. Well, Hollis also acts in surprise attack round and you don't, so. <laughs> I mean, that too. Masika of the Beckon. Uh, Masika rolled a perfect 20 for a 23. The worst use nice. of a perfect 20. <laughs> I, I don't believe that. <laughs> Maybe not if she's spellcasting. <laughs> That's fair. Citra Nahamra. Uh, Citra rolled a 17 for a 23. 
Sounds like you have a higher initiative than Masika, though, who also got a 23. I mean, I have a plus six. Yeah, Masika's yeah. is only a three. Okay. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen often. Uh, I will need Masika and Citra to roll or roll off. Oh, no. Oh, my. That's a problem. Yeah, she's going to get the jump. She's, she's definitely going to get the jump on us. Uh, Masika rolled a seven, which gets her a 10. Okay. Citra rolled an 18. For 24. Oh, right. This isn't Sarathet, is it? Mm-mm. No, okay. We have no idea who this is. Sarathet's not a blonde. Ah, okay. I'm just going to call her Mummy Cultist. Surprise attack round. Your opponent gets first initiative. Uh, oh, she <laughs> continues casting her spell, calling upon divine power and spell casting. <laughs> That's bad. I mean, Hollows approves of dying by spells, so like, if we're going to die, at least it's a spell, but... Rather Thanks not, for that vote though. of confidence. Not to die. Hollow Starkweather. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Can she not um, spellcraft? <laughs> I mean, she could. Anyone can. Oh, I guess I will. Uh, Hollis gets a 38 on her spellcraft. <laughs> yeah, that the didn't get any Seeker rolls that. a 15 for a 30 on the spellcraft. Okay. Uh, so Hollis and Masika both recognize this. Mm. Is this a shaman spell? This is a shaman spell also. Uh, anti-life shell. What? Y'all don't it get real close a to her. It creates a 10-foot radius around her that nothing living can pass through. Oh, great. Crud. You got one of them dispel well, magic. Well, I'm out of I this don't. fight. <laughs> uh, well, hmm. That changes what I was going to do to her. Crud. <laughs> so that brings I, us to Hollis. Does she look like a human? Humanoid. Is there something weird about her? She looks humanoid. Oh, do you know if anti-life shell makes her immune... Like, is she exempt from the anti-life shell? To give you details, it creates a 10-foot radius emanation centered on the caster, bringing it to being a mobile hemispherical energy field that prevents entrance of most types of living creatures. Uh, It means that animals, aberrations, dragons, fays, giants, humanoids, magical beasts, monsters, humanoids, oozes, plants, and vermin, but not constructs, elementals, outsiders, or undead. This spell may be used only defensively, not aggressively, forcing the abjuration barrier against a creature that the spell keeps at bay collapses the barrier. It was more of a, is she a thing I can roll a knowledge check on? <laughs> no, you don't have <laughs> enough information about her, probably. Uh, you can make a knowledge local if you wish. I roll a nine for a 22. 22? All right, you are 95% certain that she's just a human. All right, there might be a little half-elf in there. I can get some of her blood and do a full blood biography, but that seems a little excessive. <laughs> That's true. Not the time. Um, Hollis will whip out uh, her bone fetish and cast Bone Shaker. You don't have a way okay. to dispel the invisibility. I've used my dispel magic already today, and I don't no, have glitter dust prepared. Ah, uh, that's unfortunate. My problem is, I don't. I have dispelling attack, but I'd have to attack her. Yeah, that is like the perfect spell to get half of our party unable to do anything. <laughs> Crud. Did I make you a glitter dust scroll? You did. Uh, anyway. Hey. Uh, I cast Bone Shaker because I can see her and Bone Shaker hurts. Uh, she gets okay. a fortitude save. Fortitude save. Uh, she she rolls she a that. 22. What level spell are you? Two. All right. She passes, so she's going to take half damage. No. And I'm not going to move her, but I wasn't going to anyway, so that's fine. Okay. All chants and tones. Jiggles a little fetish at her. Ha. I like to think that she has to like play dress up a little bit just to make the magic work. So she pulls out the standard bone fetish and then puts like a tiny little mask on top of it and jiggles it at her. <laughs> I have one of those ready to go. Uh, 27, so she'll take half of that. Okay, 
13. As her bones rattle around in her flesh. From there, we go to round one of combat, Citra Nahamra. I don't know if Hollis wants to give her a heads up on. Yeah, because I only have one dispel magic, so I can dispel the invisibility, but then we're stuck with the anti-life shell. So Yeah. The life shell's the problem at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So there's really not a whole lot I can do, except for um, I will use my glitter. turn to reach into my... I guess I'm going to drop one of my cougaries and reach into my bag and grab out a scroll of glitter dust. I actually also have a scroll of sea invisibility as well, but I feel like everybody should be able to see her. Yeah, so. that's true. I, I agree with that, especially because I have plans. You have a handy haversack, correct? I do. So free action to drop your dagger, move action to retrieve it. You still have a standard action remaining. I would like to cast it. Very well. That's my pupil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so proud. Yep. I start with a 17. All right. And I rolled a 14. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and I think that's a 31. That is a 31. Oh, look at all my skills. Oh, man. Anyway, so I do indeed cast Glitter Dust in her face. Well, you can't target her face, but I'm assuming that you're dropping it just in the far side of the room. Hollis, where should I put this? Over there, about 10 feet away from the, the bookshelf in the corner. The back. All right. Right next to nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what he was zooming and enhancing on was what section of the book of the are yeah, all the books. That, that was the important stuff, you know. Oh, they use Dewey Decimal. Great. As, yeah, I was gonna say he's syncing his Dewey the Dewey Decimal system. Uh, so there is an explosion of gold glitter which coats the far side of the room, revealing uh, Hollis can still see the full figure. The rest of you can again just see this golden glittery outline of a person, enough to target. But so she also has to roll a will save, which I'm sure she will pass, but eh, who knows? you never know. Yeah, she gets a 26. <laughs> yeah, so she's not blind, but she's covered in <laughs> I mean, glitter. She's at least visible, so that really the visibility is the best part of, of the glitter dust spell. It's Although just a bonus I, if they're blinded. I feel like these cultists deserve to be blind. They deserve the blindness. For once, yeah, just a, a retribution. <laughs> yeah. I will point out that they blinded one another quite a bit back in that hallway back there. <laughs> That's true. That's true. From Citra, we go to Thramai. She looks as uh, condescendingly across the way as she can at this glitter dust that just coated her from head to toe. I wouldn't look too condescending. You're the one that is covered in glitter. You are the adventurer seeking our lord and master. Yep. Um, pretty much, yes. This saddens me. She calls okay. upon divine power before dropping a column of fire into the center of this doorway. I will need a Woo. reflex save as this explodes out from you. Sudi, do you still have your fire resistance or is that a thing I did on a different day? I still have it for 90 minutes. I had it for 90 minutes, so. It's been about 20 minutes. So you so got, you got it, it for it. about another, just a little over an hour. So I'll, I'll be fine. I got an 11. Hollis is going to get crispy a little. Uh-oh, well, I roll a 12 for a 24 and have evasion. We'll see how good she rolls. I roll an 11 for an 18. Citra rolls a 10 for a 25. Oh, uh, also, if pertinent for Hollis and Masika, anti-life shell is a six-level spell. Oh, crud. Well, so she's that's as fun. good as we are. Yeah, that's not a great sign. So, Sudi, Citra taking point, you both dive to the side. I think both of your evasion's kicking in as you just go yep. rolling off in either direction. Yep. However, the uh, the casters immediately behind you, as well as the paladin, do not. <laughs> she's also cool. catching these books on fire. I'm mad about she is. that. That's why she yep. said that she's sorry. Yep. That she's makes not sense. sorry about hurting us. <laughs> she's sorry about hurting the books. 
maybe use something that ain't fire. You're in a library for Christ's sake. Nethus <laughs> <laughs> sake, maybe. For Nethus' sake. For Rory's sake. All right. Y'all, we should stay away from the sides where the scrolls are on account of I don't want them to be set on fire and this lady is crazy. All right, so uh, Sudi and Citra, you roll out of the way for no damage. Masika and Hollis, you take 38 points of fire damage as this blast of searing flame <laughs> rolls over the two of you. I take nine points of fire damage. <laughs> nice. And is, Ar- is Narmer in your bag or out of your bag? Narmer's... Because uh, he's been attacking recently, so yeah, which means so he's that he's just using bag. you for cover. Okay, so Narmer also needs to make the reflex save. All right, he rolls a 16, which gets him a 27. hey So yeah, Rules. he just... Ducks back into the bag. Oh, God. See the moose ward? Striding her way forward, spinning her spear with one hand as she begins to close steadily closer to the party. Interesting choice. Masika. Uh, let me see how far away from me she is. Oh, I've got a crazy plan, Masika. What? I'm not alive. I could solo her. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't realize no. this became Monster Hunter suddenly. Uh, Masika's gonna move uh, next to the table. And she's Ooh. a, she's a spellcaster. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna cast Baleful Polymorph. Yes, do it. Do it. Please work. Possible. Probably gonna pass the will save and remember what she is, but I'm hoping she'll fail the fortitude save. That would be nice. Let me put it this way. Kind of a coin toss. You know who else isn't alive? The ghost that's with us. Yep. True, she's undead. That is true. I get a 24. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I'm sorry. I take that back. That was a 14. That's a 22. Oh, my God. I'm so upset. That's the exact save. <laughs> you don't get any bonuses that's worse or than anything? if they had made it by 10. Do you like, have spell really? focus or something? Yeah. No. Any spell focus transmutation in there? No? Uh, all right. Uh, okay. Oh, we that tried. That is so disappointing. That is so disappointing. Oh, that means she barely saved. Mm-hmm. I know, but it's that always was actually, more, it's always more annoying role. when they make the DC exactly than if they just crushed it. Yeah. So, for a moment, her form seems to shift. What were you going to turn her into? A frog, and then I was going to go have Narmer pick her up and put her in his chest cavity with a scorpion. Dude, totally should have turned her into a scorpion. <laughs> turn her into a scorpion. Oh. No, because then she would have stung still. Oh, a frog? Yeah, but no, the, the frog to feed to, uh, was it Stinger Jr.? Yes. <laughs> the circle of life. It moves us all. Go throw in the mud. From the circle of blood. Uh, is that the end of your turn, Missy? Yes, as I desperately look over my character sheet for anything that might help me. <laughs> from Masika, uh, go ahead and give me a perception roll from the party. Oh no! I roll a yeah. twelve for a for a twenty-three. I get an eleven for a thirty-two. Masika rolls an eleven for a twenty-one. Narmer rolls an eighteen for a thirty-two. Sitcha rolls a nineteen for a thirty-six. So. You know, Masika preoccupied with desperately wondering if she has another bonus to her save DC yep. against that Belfort Polymorph spell. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really notice much of anything. So, and Hollis uh, is going, taking through her spell list, trying to figure out something that she can do in this situation. Neither of you notice, but the front line, however, does. As the door in the behind hallway behind does. you scrapes open. Uh, Ghost lady, crud. I love that you're behind me, honey. I'm sure for a moment, the two of you probably panically like, oh, God, Hollis. And you turn around and see that there's still a ghost paladin behind her. Yes. So there's that at least. <laughs> Keep her forever. Sudi. 
I will need you to make me a will save. Woo! What? Great. Noticing was a bad thing. But what did you notice? Just the door open? Just the yep. door open. Uh, okay. The shadowy expanse of the door inside. Fear effect, enchantment, death effect, mind affecting effect. Any of the usuals? Uh, necromancy. Not a death effect necromancy, just necromancy. Oh, weird. Um, okay, well then I get a roll of six, which gives me a... <laughs> Hang on, no, you said it's necromancy, not a death effect, right? It is not a death effect, no. Oh, then that's a 19. It's still pretty good. Still good. Rolling a six. For rolling a six is still pretty good. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I am I do have very good fort reflex and will saves because of my build. I don't know what that thing's going to do Oh, I wonder if it's an innervation or something. Well, he didn't describe like a ray going out to hit me, though. Mm, true. And that would have been a hit. It would have had to roll. Yep. Hmm. Nope, that's it. Okay. Hollis Starkweather. I will allow Hollis a uh, sense motive. Oh, okay. I got a 19. Hollis, you know, you're still registering Masika getting ready to fight up there. This door opening behind you, which probably has you uh, a little freaked out as you've only now just noticed it as the rest of the party turns back around. Mm. You know, Citra's eyes dart between that door back over to the glittered woman back towards the door. Sudi is just standing there. Uh His one eye staring towards the open door as if nothing else in the world exists. Oh, come on. Is there a spell effect that would cause that? There's any number of spell effects that could cause that. Uh, it could be a whole person, but he doesn't look paralyzed. He could be fascinated, maybe. If I glance back, do I see anything? You can see the door opening into an empty room beyond. Well, not an empty room, but you can see the door opening into the room beyond. Uh, what all is in that room? Y'all, I think Sudi might be fascinated or something. I'm going to put this lady on ice so we have time to figure out what's going on. Oh, good plan. <laughs> I cast Icy Prison on that lady over there. Ah, nice. <laughs> All right. That'll work. She gets a reflex save. A reflex save. Uh, 23. Okay, so she saves. If the target makes it save, it gains the entangled condition, but can otherwise act normally. Whether or not the target saves, it takes one point of cold damage per caster level each round that it is entangled in the ice. The ice has a hardness of zero and three hit points per inch of thickness. A creature can break the ice with a successful strength check. So she will take 11 points of cold damage every round up to a minute per level uh, that this is on her. I'll just go ahead and pull back the veil here. It says specifically she takes the damage if she is entangled, correct? She is entangled because she saved. She is under freedom of movement. Oh, that sucks. Yep, that's sad. You know what? Disintegrate next round. <laughs> yeah, seriously, just go for broke. Good gracious. This woman is way too prepared. <laughs> we can't have that. Wizards, man. She's not a wizard. Well, she's, she's casting divine. She's a cleric or shaman or something. So uh, you still have move extra remaining if you'd like to take it. I want to spread out so that we don't make it get easy flame to get strike flame again? strike on us. Yeah. Uh, Hollis runs across the room. That's where she goes. All right. <laughs> So Hollis rushes into the room, away from the doorway, probably just kind of giving a side look towards Sudi. Sudi, turning Uh-oh. around, facing towards the door. For a moment, you saw nothing but the darkness there, and then for a moment, just a pair of gleaming black eyes. Like two darker points inside of the darkness, oily and reflective in the light. And then you were falling. Uh-oh. Like the edges of your vision hazed. Almost as if you were about to black out as they darkened around the edges, and then you've just fallen into this pit of darkness and cold. 
Wonderful. You've become a character in an HP Lovecraft story. You're about to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Great. Great. That brings Always us to Sophronia. She's not alive. Come smack this spellcaster, please. Or at least be in her face <laughs> so she can't easily cast spells. Yes. Well, unfortunately, Sophronia's initiative, actually, her initiative's a plus five. It just rolled terribly. All right, so she has a 30-foot fly speed, so she's going to move 30 feet forward, closing. Get her. Yeah, she's not going to be able to reach her and hit her. As she closes, she lifts up, calls on a prayer to Serenre as her sword bursts into holy light and begins to pulse with positive energy. Yeah. Cool. Something just occurred to me. Does she have the uh, still have the paladin ability that gives you that bonus to saves? Yeah. Does that? She, as a ghost, she retains all of her abilities. Which means okay. we would have been in her aura. Nice. Wait. So yeah, I was in her aura then. That's. <laughs> it's not a fear effect. Oh, that's right. That only applies to fear effects. Dang it. Ah. I was trying. Yeah, because Aura of Resolve is just against charm effects, which this was not. Yeah. That was worth a shot because I had that moment where I was like, wait, paladins give you bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not going to smite evil just yet, but she does close casts uh, for any of those of you spellcrafting, cast Weapon of All. Cool. Aw, yeah. Also a great Inquisitor spell and a pretty good Oracle spell. I don't use my from weapon Sophronia. very much. Well, it's not a shaman spell. Not a shaman spell, unfortunately. Apparently, it's just not naturey enough to have a weapon infused with the power of your god. Yeah, well, we don't really worship deities. It's more like nature and spirits and stuff, so. It's that a makes green sense. faith kind of thing. Yeah, it's more like soul crystals. <laughs> Citra Nahamra. Round two of combat. Yeah. Go free me I, from whatever's got me pinned. Shoot her with a bunch of bees. She can't. Wasps. Well, no. Yeah, so no. I guess she can fire the bow. I was going to say, technically the bees are summoned in the square that she hits, so... She can yeah, see her. Past the yeah, actually, shell. It, would, it would technically summon them inside of the... Uh, <laughs> of the shell, yeah, so... I'm just the thinking, like, is, concentration do checks. Because I'd have to drop my other kukri at that point. I think you should try to free me, because I have no idea what's about to happen to me, but it's probably not good. I don't know if there's anything she can do to free you. What is Sutra's sense motive? Uh, I start with a 15. Okay, so you automatically notice that Sudi's, he's blank. Out of it. Yeah, I mean, I told you there was something weird with him. I don't know if there's anything we can do about it. So do you want me to try to wake you up, or do you want me to attack this lady? Well, you wouldn't know it that you can't wake me up. So, yeah, <laughs> we don't I mean, know if yeah. she can wake you up. We don't know what's that's going on. That's a good point, on. yes. I mean, it's up to you if you want to do that, or you want to try to find the thing that's fascinating me, or whatever this is. Maybe the one with the bad will save shouldn't look for this thing. Okay, so Masika and Hollis are now in the room. Hollis off to the far left side, Masika directly ahead of you. Sophronia is closing, being the only person who can actually close on this woman through her anti-life shell, which means that Citra knows that something opened up the door behind her, and now Sudi is mind-blanked. Knowing However, Citra and knowing that Sophronia is closing in on this lady, I think she's going to take the time to try to figure out what's going on with Sudi because if we can get rid of the anti-life thing, then she's gonna, I'm going to need his help anyway. Hollis yells, close the door. I'm going to five foot step and close the door. <laughs> <laughs> Ghosts. I mean, I, I love this idea of just remaining. like, you know, we can, we can use magic. We can do this. We can do that. We can just close the door. And then well, I'm going to... It just means it has to open the door. And then I'm going to gently whap Sudi non-lethally um, with my kukri. Like, like side, you know, you just hit with not, your not cut him yeah, or anything, just but just kind of do that little like side whap. No, no, no. Don't shank me. I don't want to shank you. I want to like side whap you. I think she said shake, shake. not shank. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought she said shank. <laughs> I was like, oh no, don't people. shank me. We don't know. 
<laughs> You're a rogue. Who's All you do is shit. Who's the good one in the party? <laughs> oh, right. has been chaotic <laughs> evil this whole time, guys. Jeez. What a so sudden you wish, but inevitable you basically betrayal. wish to use an action to try to wake up Sudi. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll allow you to make a spellcraft roll. <laughs> okay. And you are directly interacting with them. That would be a nine for a twelve. Uh-oh. Well, you don't think he's asleep because you're shaking him and he's not waking up. Also, he's still standing. Uh-oh. There does seem to be, like, some... You don't know if it's recognition. Like, instead of staring blankly, his eyes starting to kind of, like, dart back and forth. Almost like rim asleep, but his eyes are open. Ooh, creepy. I'm gonna have to go inspect Sudi and be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a curse? We've got to reset Sudi. Try turning me off and turning me on again by booping my snoot. Well, if I had another dispel, I would use it on you, but I don't. I don't yeah, know but I can get anything. rid of curses if it's a curse. Well, mm-hmm. you don't know what it is, so who knows? So Themei will narrow her eye, her eyes at the uh, ghost that's approaching her. Spin her weapon and spell cast again. Boo. Yeah, this is the problem with not being in base to base with her. Yep. My seeker girl's a 10 for a 25. What's she casting? Greater heroism. God, I hate her. Uh, she then spins her spear, and she'll uh, take a five-foot step back. Is that a ghost touch spear? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Doubt it. She's doing a pretty good job of fending us off so far. Uh, from Themei, we go to Masika of the Beckon. All right. I'm going to just try to dispel this uh, anti-life shell. All right. Masika chants and tones. It's going to be a d20 plus your caster level. I roll a 17, which gets me a 28. It was close, but you think that that's successful. Yay. As you chant in tone, oh. gesture, and you can feel the magic just drain out as you gesture it over her. Her eyes narrow as she glances back towards you. All right, we should be able to hit her now. Masika looks back at Sudi and is like, what, what do you... What? I'm going to look at Sudi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's the first time Masika's noticed he's just standing there. <laughs> he's just staring at the closed door like, sup. Because he's behind her, so she's like, wait, what? <laughs> are you going to move or are you staying where you are? I'm going to move up behind Sophronia just so I can get up there and be in base contact with her to try to interfere with spell casting in a minute. So 10 feet forward, you yep. close up behind Sophronia. Mm-hmm. Masika, you stride your way forward. Sudi blinks, looks up towards Citra, who I imagine is still just kind of staring and like shaking him a bit. Are you awake? I was never sleeping. Oh, ah! no! <laughs> <Better> knowledge! <laughs> also, that's not how Sudi talks. That's not my accent. <laughs> that's the closest I can motive. do to Sudi's accent. No, you can immediately tell that there is something off there. No, I'm possessed or something. You are not Sudi. This, he places a hand on his chest, is Sudi. But Sudi isn't home. <laughs> Dang, possession, possessing my body. slide back, glance over towards Hollis, gesture sideways as a wall of ice springs up bisecting the room. Oh no, I can Before turning his gaze back towards <laughs> Citra. I suppose it's you and the meme now. Wait, how did he bisect the room? It oh, like yeah. that. He put you. He put you in timeout. Yeah, Hollis. You just see Sudi like talk for a second and then gesture, and you guess spell cast. He doesn't <laughs> chant. He doesn't intone. 
That's but suddenly a wall of ice pops up, bisecting the room. I am personally attacked. Well, you should have saved. Well, I can't help <laughs> the dice roll. The dice if, wanted possession. If it helps, Jordan, you only missed by one. No! Why you gotta rub There's it in like that? There's a lot of that this fight. <laughs> 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 All right, so <laughs> let me check one thing real quick. Do, do, do. I'm gonna have to give the beat down to Sudi. You nope, are Hollis gonna have to beat plan. me down. Dispel me. Dispel this possession. Let Hollis have a plan. Me Honestly, dispel me. I don't know if it works like that, but if I do stab you, I might dispel it. <laughs> Go kill that woman over there. I have a plan. You're gonna have to get through all that wall, all that ice first. And she's gonna have to get by Sudi. I, I'm trying to get to Sudi. No, I'm talking about Citra. Uh, is gonna have to get past Sudi. <laughs> Hollis Starkweather. Um, okay, so what's the spellcaster check to use Dimension Door? Uh, nice. You only have to make you only have to make that check if you're passing out of the sightless. Oh, rad. So you can, yeah. Hollis Dimension Doors. Okay. Hey, friend. <laughs> oh, uh, that's okay. wonderful. You do, you do realize you went right next to me. <laughs> she has a plan, apparently. So, I have yeah, a plan, a... but that's my standard action. So I, I, I pop on the other side of the ice wall and smirk. Yep, so for all the rest of you, you see a purple flash through the wall of ice, and then a purple door appears, and then another purple flash as Hollis kind of just steps forward through the wall. Look, I don't appreciate when people take over my friend's bodies. I already got one friend with that issue. I'm not having a second one. Aww. Well then, he takes one second to glance himself over, kind of flexes. Uh-oh, no, he's realized he's a monk. I guess we'll do this the old-fashioned way. Can I know no, what this thing he's is? He's my ability. <laughs> he's gonna hurt you guys. Uh, you know you're close enough. Go ahead and make me a spellcraft. Oh, I roll a nineteen for a forty. Wowzers. I roll a nineteen oh. for a twenty-two. Oh. It's also not Citra's turn, so Citra can't roll. <laughs> I know, but it was just funny to do it at the same time. <laughs> we both rolled the same. It's like you can tell which one of us is the learned wizard here. It's my whole. You're still a young pupil. <laughs> still an infant, really. What? You're twenty. Barely yeah, a babe. I will be in two days. <laughs> Barely even a babe. Citra looks confused again. Probably just like, oh, yeah, there's something wrong with Sudi. Yeah, Masika, I imagine is probably half glancing over her shoulder, but still focusing on the. Other imminent threat immediately apparent to you. Narmer's like, oh no, shooty. Oh, hey, look, he learned how to spell cash. <laughs> <laughs> Hollis, this isn't any form of mental domination. You think this is a magic jar effect? Ooh. Someone has just shunted Sudi's soul to the side and possessed him fully and totally. Great, just great. Is that an evil spell? Nope, just necromancy. Yep, it's not an evil spell. All right, that changes my plan. It, it but I does make it a problem of getting me back is very difficult. Can you dismiss someone out of a magic jar? Go Can ahead and make me a knowledge of the planes. Oh, I'm very good at that. I know, I know you are a planar scholar, so. Uh, I got a 10, okay. so 31. For the 31, you take a second to think through everything that you've experienced thus far. Everything kind of slows down as all these like numbers mm. and pictures start floating around Hollis's head. <laughs> she goes into her mind palace, whatever it is that, uh, what are you, an intelligence like 28 wizard or something? 24, just 24. 24, uh, yeah, just super genius, not supernaturally super genius. Mm -hmm. Strange movements, evil presence. You looked in those rooms, you would have seen it if it was invisible. Mm-hmm but not if it could literally blend with the shadows. 
And this is connected to the Shadow Plane. There's an evil cult of demon worshippers. And if nothing spellcast, it innately used the magic jar effect and then innately followed that up with. Go ahead and, because I believe uh, I'm going to rule it this way just because I think it's interesting for this effect. Go ahead and have Hollis make me a will save. Oh. That's weird. That's Hollis's good save. Um, Hollis gets a 27. You take all of this in, Hollis glances to the side for just a moment towards this massive wall of ice where this ton of ice, this frigid cold rolls off. And then for a second, the cold is gone. <laughs> it's all illusionary. Ooh. This oh. must be a shadow demon. All right. Which means it can be dismissed. Okay. Well, I don't have anything else for this turn. Uh, as long <laughs> as you don't dismiss and take my body with it. Mm, sure. <laughs> that would be a problem. Oh, Sudi. I've never seen magic jar happen, really. Rad. Uh, <laughs> I feel you. Freaking shadow demon. <laughs> It's so thematic and so annoying. <laughs> uh, from Hollis, who of course can't take any further actions after uh, Dimension Doring. So that brings us to Sophronia, who will glide her way forward. Mess her up, Sophronia. Mess her up real good. Strides her way forward, spins her blade, smiles, not actually realizing Masika's act dispelled the effect. I suppose being dead has its perks. She then lashes out. Eat her. Holy blade, go! Just be willing to bet that this woman is um, evil, but let me double check something here. How many smite evils do you get per day? Probably a bunch. She gets four a day. Dang. So, yeah, she's going to declare smite evil. <laughs> as she yes. closes the distance, hefts and swings the longsword. Come on, lawful evil. Now, that's not a great roll, but with that plus six bonus to attack because she's smiting, that still gets her a 33. <laughs> wow, rolling okay. A seven. So, hey, nice. can we just keep her? Paladins, <laughs> man. Uh, lashing out with her blade, striking her target for nine plus her 11 for her paladin levels. 20 points of damage as her blade cleaves into the woman. Which is the first points of damage that have been done to her, I think. I no, think she so. was bone shook, shook her to bed. Oh, that's yeah. right. She got bone yeah, shook. Bone I rattled her skeleton around a little bit. <laughs> Blood splatters out as the woman recoils back from the hit. Bring us to Citra Nahamra. Okay, so this table in the center, how high up is it? Three feet. Okay, so I got a flippy floppy. So I'm going to try and double move to get up in her grill. Okay. You're technically going to provoke from me slash this demon. Uh, yeah, I'm going to acrobatics and just try to double move and get into her grill. It's 40 feet. Okay, so acrobatics. you'll need to acrobatics to get past Sudi. Okay, not my best roll. Roll to six, which gives me a 33. A 33 will fail. Oh, dang it. Yep. As uh, Sudi lashes out with one of his fists connecting with you as you attempt to move past. Spritz him with water. <laughs> Bad Sudi. Oh, Sudie. crud. Well, that's unfortunate. Uh, it's a 29 to hit. That is on the nose. Very well, what so is with this on the nose lashes out, cracks you, and then that's... Uh, Unless he counts as a haunt. Now, unfortunately, having despite having Sudi's body, he does not have Sudi's training and therefore uses uh, does not use the monk damage dice for unarmed strikes. Oh, thank goodness. Oh, and he doesn't have any weapons to really pull and use. <laughs> nope. Yeah. And you can pull a dagger, but it'll do as much damage as the fist. That's lashes out, striking at Citra for 10 points of damage as one of the fists connects with you and sends you stumbling. Citra's trying not to, you know, see Sudi's face, but she really wants to punch it right now. 
Uncomfortably, he's been <laughs> smiling this entire time. Uh, it's not Shadow really demon. And then you're closing to next to Sophronia, correct? Well, probably more to the side so that I can get in you a Start flank. trying to get around her. Yeah. Okay. Well, on the other side. Oh, okay. So you're tumbling. You rush forward, tumble over the table, which is still yes. like burning now with uh, with the pages and everything from that fiery explosion earlier. Yeah. I want to be on the opposite side from Sophronia so that she can step into a flank. Very well. That brings us to the cultist who narrows her eye as, so- as Citra begins to approach closer towards her. She'll take a five foot step away from that paladin. <laughs> Be a great time to have step up. <laughs> nope. You know what Sophronia does have? Blind mm-hmm. fight. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't really help her now. This dungeon for sure. You know what? She'll cast on the defensive. That is a 32, mm-hmm. which will succeed against the DC 27. So she reaches out to touch Citra. That is a 26 to hit Citra's touch AC. Yeah. All right, oh, I will no. need you to make a will save. Oh, crap. Oh. No! <laughs> did you, did you crit it? Did you crit it? I totally rolled a nat 20 on that. Nice. Which gives me a 28. Excellent. I was expecting that to go so sour because my will saves are the worst, and it just rolled right on the 20. Excellent. <laughs> nice. Oh, thank goodness. All right, that will save you against the... Uh, level 13 harm spell and the yep. 130 Woo! points of damage you would yep. have just taken. So, Goodness. unfortunately, you will still take 65 points of damage as she lays a hand on you and it pulses through you. Yep. Dang. Hey, but she should be close to being out of spells maybe for 6th level. And he just said 13th level harm. That means she's a 13th level caster. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So she's got a little bit more oomph than we do. But she's an oracle, so she's behind a little bit as far as spell yeah, levels. Yeah, yeah, for spell levels, because she would have gotten those levels at 12 instead of 11 mm-hmm. to get six-level spells. So after uh, blasting Citru, who I imagine screams in pain as negative energy streams through her, for the rest of you, it's almost that, like, jolt as she grabs onto her and everything goes negative for a second, where everything is just inverted in color before she pulls her hand away, and Citra. I think looking pretty rough. Oh, yeah. I got 16 hit points left. <laughs> wow. We go to Masika <laughs> off the bucket. Yeah, okay. I'm going to run up behind Citra. Heal. <laughs> so I got 110 hit points just, just, oh, you, take, yeah, you, oh, you think you can harm my friend? No. Undo. Masika and I both are playing the not my friend, not today game. <laughs> oh, we're going to have a caster fight off. <laughs> Yay. Was Citra just stuck in the middle, getting healed and harmed? <laughs> she does not like. She does not like. Oh man! Yep. Ah, the dream job for a cultist of Zonkathon. Uh, true, true, true. So Masika col- closes in, places a hand on uh, Citra's shoulder. You feel this pulse of positive energy roll through you. So fortunately, you're only forced to experience that excruciating pain for about three seconds. <laughs> Which is which is Thank three seconds too mercies. long. Let's be honest. Probably felt way longer. Which brings us to uh, evil Sudi. Oh, evil Aww. Sudi, you're gonna hit me. Oh you, yeah, she, evil Sudi's gonna mess Sudi. you up. Dark Sudi. Yep, dark Sudi. Shadow Sudi. Wouldn't that be light Sudi because he is black? No. <laughs> yeah, but it's dark Link. Darth Sudi. Dark ah. Sudi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dark Sudi. Let's see how this goes. So dark Sudi strides forward. Provokes an attack of opportunity if you have a weapon out and can take it against Sudi. No, I don't pull my <laughs> weapon unless something very bad has happened. 
Well, Which it's technically it has, but I've been preoccupied. Uh, 30 to beat Hollis's combat maneuver defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Sudi steps forward, smiles, grabs onto the front of you and begins to bear you down to the ground as he pulls up his fists. Uh, he is grappling you now. No damage? Okay. Well, once he pins you, then you're easy pickings. Yeah. Then he can just punch your face into the ground, as he says what he thinks. But Sudi smiles down. So while we're here, what brings you here? Well, while we're here, why don't I tell you that my friend is much more effective in this body than you? I mean, he would have at least hit me three or four times before putting me on the ground. Consider it more of a meat shield. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. And also, I'm not telling you nothing other than that. From there, we go to Hollis Starkweather. Hollis reaches up and touches her amulet to invoke the dispel evil property that it has. Ooh. then uh, I guess I still have to touch you. Well, you're already touching. Dispel <laughs> evil. I know I'm technically touching him, but it says. You and a touched evil creature from another plane or you and an enchantment or evil spell on a touched creature or object. Yes, but magic jar isn't an enchantment or evil spell. So it has to be the other but thing, right? It is an evil creature. It is an evil creature. Oh, cast in by essence. an evil like creature. Su- yes. Yeah, Sudi is in essence currently an evil creature. Okay, then I just have to touch... From another plane. This sooty area guy. This sooty area. <laughs> yes. Um, well, we'll see how this all goes. Ha ha! I rolled a 16, which gets me a 21 <laughs> total to touch you. Yeah. I was like, oh, a 23, I'm never touching you. So I reach out and I just touch Sooty's face. Boop <laughs> in the snoot. <laughs> Bop me right in the eye. No, I'm not mean about it. I just say bye to this guy. The power and I touch of Nethys compels you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. What is this? What are you doing? It's the, the, amu- the Horus amulet, isn't oh, it? Okay. Yeah, it's the Horus amulet that I've had also with my mummy one on, but I don't have my mummy one on right now. Because we're more likely to run into evil stuff. You will need to roll to overcome your spe- its spell resistance, the caster level for this. So that's plus 11. Uh, I roll a 16 again for a 27. <laughs> Very nice. And then, yeah, it only gets a 14 on its will save. Bye. Bye, Yay. So, yeah, Hollis, you struggle, grab onto your necklace, just look up, bye, and grab onto uh, the front of Sudi and shove. For a second, you can see the shadow peel out. Sudi, you feel this sudden reversal of this falling as if you suddenly plummet up towards the sky before you suddenly find yourself kneeling on top of Hollis's chest with your hands around her throat. Hollis, why am I trying to kill you? What you did were you possessed do? by a shadow demon. What did You're you fine do? now. Go kill the lady. <laughs> now, is the demon gone or is it just out of Sudi? It no, is it's, dismissed. So oh, it's dismissed? I will need Hollis to make a spellcraft roll to see if she can, while she was activating this, also rearrange the magic surrounding her to open a gate to All allow right. her to dismiss something out of this place. Well, you know what? There's so many moving is... parts with this thing. <laughs> so good for Hollis. Um, I get a 21 before rolling. So that gives me a, I rolled a 15, which gives me a 36 to open him a, a gate to the Shadow Realm because it sends them home, essentially. It is a DC 30, so that does succeed as Ooh. you Nice. Mentally manipulate the, again, you're doing like five things at once as you mentally manipulate that, activate the thing, slap them in the forehead, activate the magic, shove them through the hole that you just opened in the defensive wards. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. There's this 
echoing scream that tears through this room as whatever it is dissipates, filling the room with this fetid stench. Gross. Of what smells like decay, blood, and stagnant water. Hmm. Did you? I don't know. City Contar, it's your turn. Ooh, Welcome to the fight. Yay! Paul <laughs> um, just lays down. Uh, uh, you don't need to lay down. You're only grappled, not pinned. I guess I was only grappled. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got 50 feet of movement, and I actually get to decide to actually move myself. So that's 5, 10, 15, 20, yay. 25, 30, 35... 45. Oh, look, exactly 50 feet to get to her without by going around uh, Masika and everybody. So I will uh, move 50 feet to close in with the cultist. Sudi very quickly recovers from his minor bout of possession. Yep. He's very one-track minded. Still feels um, the urge to uh, projectile vomit pea soup. I mean, you know, Ew. if I projectile vomit in her face and it blinds her, that would just be, you know, icing. Um, you get one of those dinosaur <laughs> spit attacks. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm, I'm like the little frilled lizard thing. Um, I'm so. pretty sure he was making an exorcist reference. Yes. I know, but oh, I was yeah, thinking that too, the other yeah. thing. Yeah, pea soup is definitely exorcist and possession. <laughs> <laughs> the power um, of phrasma compels you. <laughs> goodness. Uh, so now that I'm up there, I'm going to try to stunning fist her. All right, so Sudi rushes across the room. Uh, and see if I can't knock her out. So I need to try hit, to hit her, her first, so let's see yep, what happens. Let's try to hit her. Again, there's this uh, this odd mist of green energy and faces and eyes that surrounds her. If she's an oracle, it's, it's probably got something to do with her mystery. Uh, maybe. So I roll a 15 for a 30 to uh, clock her. A 30 will barely hit her as you leap forward and punch out. I don't like how you said that barely hits her. That That is sad for me. Um, all right, so D8. Oh, wait, is she um, is she chaotic? Lawful evil. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was <laughs> kind of figuring. But you know what? I'll also take the damage that I'm doing. They're very well organized, Colt. A minimum damage, so seven points of damage to her, and she needs to make a fortitude save. A solid punch. Fortitude save. Oh, uh, well, every dice has a one. Uh, I'm gonna guess a nine does not succeed. This one she fails, not my. I'm gonna turn you into a frog, but this yeah, one she so, fails. Uh, she didn't she want to be a frog. Stunned for one round. Take that, Sudi, back in the fight. Nice, good job. So Sudi rushes forward, ducks past Masika as uh, she's channeling energy into Citra. Citra probably like, oh god, Sudi, and then brings her blade around to protect herself before Sudi punches before, this woman before in Sudi the face. Before Sudi runs past, just cold cocks <laughs> this lady and just like shocks her. <laughs> Good to see that you're back. I'm back. I don't know why I was starting to kill Hollis. <laughs> so that brings us to Sophronia. Get her. She'll take a five foot step forward, spend her blade, and attack. Thrice even. Oh yeah, Ooh. boy. As a perfect 20, which will hit threat. Yeah. <laughs> Rolls a 29 to confirm. Ooh. Ooh. That it will is. It, will which it? I believe will perfectly confirm. She is stunned. She is smiting. She is stunned. That is true. And she is smiting. Uh, yeah. Which is a confirmed critical Yay! hit. Yay! <sighs> Actually, um, we're just stacking those penalties. Uh, so she also fails the will save against the weapon of all, which flashes with energy Whoa. as she impacts, causing her to be shaken also. Uh, hey. Oh, oh, sorry. It's a critical hit. Uh, which means that the shaken for one round has no saving throw. Ha ha ha! So still slams home, and then that's may not matter if she's dead. It's gonna be a lot of damage. All right, that's double sevens, so fourteen plus 
double her normal damage, which is also 7, which is 14, which is 28, plus double her smite bonus, which is 22, <laughs> for 50 points of damage Ooh. from a critical smite evil. Woo. As she rams her blade into the woman. The woman screams, one. although is still stumbling and blurry looking as... I guess the paladin takes her second attack. <laughs> <laughs> no mercy, Seren Rayan. She could have yep. surrendered at any time. Yep. That, she chose yeah. not that to. That is true. Uh, lashing back out with a 32, which will hit. Here's a reason I said no paladins for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is really reinforcing that. Thanks, Paizo, for giving us a paladin. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, for 25 points of damage with her second swing as she spins back around before lopping the woman's head off. Yes! Dang! Citra didn't even get a hit in! <laughs> Wowzers. She detonates. Yep, here we go. Uh, there's an explosion hitting. I'm going to need a reflex save from Citra, Sudi, and uh, Sophronia. Hollis is going to dive on these papers and try to put them out. <laughs> okay, I get a 16 for a 28. Earl a 15 for a 30. Uh, 28 and 30 will both succeed. Yay. Uh, Sophronia also succeeds with a 27. And uh, it's a physical source, and therefore she takes half damage from it, which means seven points of damage. Well, that was incredibly effective. So what happened when I was falling? I told you three you times, honey. It was a demon that possessed your body from the and shadow plane. And you tried plane. to kill her. Now, did you get rid of it, get rid of it, or is it... About. Yep, I shoved it all the way back home. Uh, Hollis is like, <laughs> dust her off, like hitting the flames to make put the papers out, and then she's gonna gather them up. <laughs> what? Nobody's read this in forever. Hollis is gonna get all these papers that are readable together and take them with her because this is knowledge that's been down here for who knows how long. Very well. well at least a hundred years. Bedtime reading material. <laughs> uh, real quick, lest I forget, you do garner experience for defeating two challenge ratings of twelve. Uh. <laughs> Oof. At the Ooh, same time. Well, dang. Yikes. Yeah, at the same time. That shadow demon was kind of following you guys around ever since Hollis walked down that hallway to check and see what's up. He was like, huh? Oh, there's a person there. <laughs> Curious. There's somebody I can magic jar. That that doesn't look like they're, uh, that looks like a melee fighter. Ah, there's so many cool things he could have done, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remind me of an upcoming after party to uh, discuss what all he shadow could demons do. can do. It's pretty cool. Well, he's not even a regular, he's an advanced shadow demon. Oh, Ooh. extra special. And this is why you keep the loot that they give you in the adventure path. <laughs> uh, definitely. Usually it's like, hmm, a thing to dispel evil, you say. <laughs> yeah. That seems pertinent. Run up and smack the Glabrazy with that when we encounter him. <laughs> right. Bye. Yeah, I mean, I have that and a dismissal, so we have lots of things. I was going to say, we're going to go guns blazing. It'll be like disintegrate, finger of death, dismissals, you know, we'll have all that jazz. Well, I guess searching her body first off and then searching the room as well. Searching the cultist body, you find the following. A potion of invisibility. Citra would like that. Yeah, sure. Add it to that other one you found earlier. There's also an amulet of natural armor plus two. It's shaped like a skull. I already have a plus two. Uh, I have a plus three. I have too many amulets already. <laughs> <laughs> a belt of physical might plus two, giving a plus two bonus to dexterity and constitution. Fancy. Anybody need that? Because I'll take that if nobody wants it. You said dexterity and constitution? And constitution. Yeah, it gives a plus two bonus to dexterity and a plus two bonus I to I mean, that'd be good for Citra, wouldn't it? Because you're finesse fighter, yeah? I could take that and you could take my belt of dexterity if you want it. That seems fine to me. It's pretty good. So Nice. All right, All right. sweet. 
That means that uh, Sudi and Citra both got belts of physical might. <laughs> They're just giving them out like candy now. <laughs> you guys are like, we walked in here and apparently they went to like the belt emporium of get your magic belts from here. <laughs> I know, usually you find maybe one of these an entire adventure path. And we just found two in like as many encounters. That's crazy. Narmer, do you want this skull necklace? I mean, it doesn't exactly work with my aesthetic, but sure. Okay, I'll put that down for an armor. He needs AC. Okay. He just kind of looks at it. I wish it was a scorpion. <laughs> I mean, if you want, I can paint a little scorpion on it. Oh, that'd be really cool. <laughs> or maybe like have like a scorpion like coming out of his mouth. Citra will quickly paint a scorpion coming out of the skull's mouth for Ah, armor. cool. Oh my god. <laughs> looks like a cover to a metal album. Oh, Normer. Oh, man, that's so great. Cloak of Resistance plus two. Managed to survive the explosion. She has a sexy headband of alluring charisma plus two. Like we have any charisma casters? No. A platinum bracelet. It is worth 300 gold pieces. Ooh. Another wooden funerary mask worth 25 gold. That didn't blow up? Surprising. I mean, it's slightly melted, but... Still worth its melt value. 75 gold pieces. Cool. Uh, looking over these documents, Hollis, mm-hmm. all of these are written in ancient Osiriani, and a vast majority of them, in fact, you would say all of them, appear to be holy texts containing <laughs> the worship and the cult of Reshkigal. Is there anything left of the lady's wrappings? What was cover- What kind of writing was covering her wrappings? I assume it was all incinerated. Uh, all of that was incinerated. incinerated. Yeah. Lame. There is one... Interesting thing on this table, however, Hollis, as you look this over, mm-hmm. in addition to the various writings, uh, as well as a couple of things that she seems to have simply left down here, as you can see that there are a couple of uh, empty wrappers from her trail ration, the wax paper that she had her trail rations wrapped in, water skin, you know, basic effects. It almost looked like she was just living in here. Oh, weird. Uh, or staying in here so long, you don't see a bedroll, so she probably was sleeping somewhere else, but staying here so long that she was taking her meals here. There is, however, a ceramic tile approximately the size of your palm hmm. marked with the image of an armored warrior. Hmm. Like that would fit in the other room with the mud? It appears to be the exact same size as those missing slots in the other chamber. Hmm. Y'all, I think I found a tile that goes in that mud room. Is it I magical? we weren't going to go in there. We it's just can't magical. go in the mud. Right. Because aren't this they on the other I side? Think... Of, like, you have to go through the mud to get to the wall that has those? Well, I can mage hand it over there. And Narmer and I can both fly. Oh, oh yeah. That too. Magic. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, I could do little to help. Sophronia shrugs. It's kind of passing a hand absentmindedly through the object. Weren't there three missing there were th- tiles? Yep. Three missing tiles. Okay. So well, we one two down, more. two to go. Detecting magic also as you're uh, you're searching the room, Masika, as Hollis is pouring over all of these things, Sudi's looting the exploded body and passing things by Citra for the ones that Citra can manage to identify and then the rest of them just shoving under Hollis's nose. <laughs> I gotta practice. That's true. Masika, you do find none of the scrolls in this room have survived, but there are four scroll tubes that have faint magical auras coming from inside of them. Ooh. Ooh. What are they? Retrieving these, you find, first off, a bone scroll case. Uh, it is intricately carved and is worth 75 gold pieces, the scroll case. The scroll cases. Fancy. And kind of morbid. Okay. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's basically a scroll case made of uh, finger bones t- and toe bones. Ew, never mind. Phalanges. Opening this, you find that it contains a scroll of ball lightning. Oh. Whoa. 
a scroll of Mass Bear's Endurance. Hey, we can all get swole. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mass Bear's Endurance, yeah. All right, I'm taking anything that's arcane that makes sense for me to have. Actually, I don't know if it's divine necessarily. Apparently, it's a shaman spell because Masika was casting it earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, maybe look it up, but I'll put you down. I mean, unless Masika wants it, I don't Bear's know. Endurance Mass. We can all use a little boost to Archon. Masika, do you want the ball lightning? I mean, I wouldn't mind the scroll of ball lightning, just to have something as backup in case I need it. Fair enough. Hollis is only going to be able to scribe one scroll tomorrow, so it's like, if we need it while you're in here, you can use it, and then if you guys get through the rest of this place and you don't need it, you can maybe hand it over to Hollis. There's also a scroll of Waves of Fatigue. Jeez. In addition to all of these, Masika, there is a second scroll, uh, in this case it's a scroll tube. Uh, it is an ivory scroll tube inlaid with turquoise. Uh, it is a beautiful work of art. The top of it has a, you know, has a little twist off top that has a turquoise scarab design into it. Cool. It is worth 220 gold pieces as an art piece. Wow. Because, so, I mean, Dang. it's a fancy scroll tube. Opening this, it contains a single scroll. I guess unrolled. It's it's always that funny thing with how you know scrolls are technically like multiple pages depending on spell levels. It unrolls. You pull it out. It has the two sticks at the end. You drop it. It rolls down, hits the floor, and rolls for a foot or two. <laughs> it's a powerful one. This is a scroll of word of chaos. Ooh. Whoa! <laughs> Which is a single Ooh. word, despite the fact that it's a seven page seven pages of a spell book if you put it in a spell book each, each one page word. is one letter of the word yeah <laughs> it's a seven letter oh, word neither of us can cast it yeah it's cleric oracle inquisitor yeah you know oh, what Hollis will hang on to it because I can probably trick it yeah or Citra uh, dang I think your muse magic is probably better than mine mine's what does a word 19. of chaos even do yeah mine's word, a 15 word of chaos affects anyone who is not chaotic uh oh who hears it <laughs> so me, yeah. everybody. But as, that's, a, that's me as a, well, we might all die. Yep. Uh, it's a 40 foot radius centered centered on you and every character is affected depending upon their hit die. It requires a will save, which can reduce or eliminate the effects. A uh, If they're equal to your caster level, they are deafened. If they are caster level minus one, they are stunned or and deafened. If they're caster level minus five, they're confused, stunned, and deafened. And if they're caster level minus ten, they are confused, stunned, deafened, and killed. <laughs> wow. That just seems like overkill. Yeah, why do they need all the other stuff if they're killed? <laughs> just to be a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Actually, as a fun side note, living creatures are killed. Undead creatures are also destroyed. Oh, wow. It's not Ooh. like a negative energy thing. It's just like, nope, you're just... But you've got to be a lawful cr- creature or a neutral Any non-chaotic, undead. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a lot of these cultists. I can deafen myself. It'll be harder to cast the spell, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And even if you make the save, all of them still have an effect. The deafen and stun save negates. The uh, confusion is reduced, by, reduced to one round, and the killed is... Uh, Instead, just turns into a lot of damage. Wow. Also, it might be worth being deafened for a D4 round if I can kill a bunch of little, like, So that's our Oshitaki mushrooms mm-hmm. uh, button. <laughs> kind of spell, Also, yeah. uh, it, it also banishes non-chaotic creatures back to their home planes. Cool. <laughs> Good, so, to <laughs> Good to know. There's a bunch, of, bunch of fighting a bunch of in there that may not be just immediately useful. Walk if you happen to find yourself fighting a bunch of inevitables or something like that, then there you go. <laughs> cool. So, unfortunately, the demons that you're fighting here are going to be chaotic, but... Yep. That scroll case is cool, but that's a lot of gold for a scroll case. Yep. Depends on how fancy you want to be. But yeah, I suppose you just kind of dust yourselves off. Sophronia looks over all of you. Are we pressing on? 
There's another room across the hall. We should, we should at least clear, clear all clear the that. rooms here in this we area. Should at, we should at least clear this section before we try to rest. Yes, so I, I say agree. let's go across the hall. Uh, stepping across the hall, you enter into a room, a, uh, a withered heap of wood and tattered cloth in the corner of this chamber is all that remains of what was once a bed. Wooden frames hang on the walls holding brittle and faded sheets of papyrus that seem on the verge of crumbling away. As you step fully into this room, your light plays off against the surrounding walls. You approach a little closer, you can tell that these papyrus were not... They were not documents. They were art pieces. The faded scrolls in the walls depict brightly painted scenes of battle against different Osiriani creatures. Swarms of asps, crocodile, a giant scorpion, a stone golem. Time has worn away these scrolls. Anyone that wishes to may make it a priest check. Uh, Hollis rolls an eight for a 19. Uh, I roll an eight for an eight. Masika rolls a one, which gets her an 11. <laughs> I roll a 12 for 20. Nice. Could I have rolled painting instead? Yeah, I'd let you roll painting instead. Okay, do you want me to re-roll it? So, or can I use this? You could just use the same roll. What did you get to um, So I rolled a 12, which would have gotten me a 20. Uh, actually, gotten me a 30. Okay. Nice. So without looking this over, these are not only these are not only beautiful works of art, but also of extreme historical importance. Uh, as such, they would be worth about 500 gold pieces each. Wow. Uh, so 2,000 for the lot. Wow. However, you can also tell looking by them and from your years, years of experience and your training with your father and mother, touching these or moving them in any way will collapse into dust. Aww. Uh, you're surprised that they've lasted this long and probably only through some sort of magical intervention. Mm. However, an application of something like an Ungent of Timelessness or even a Make Whole spell would restore them back to their previous strength. Hollis, you don't happen to have a, a spell to make things whole again. Because unfortunately, as beautiful as these pieces are, if we touch them, they're going to go poof. I am also very interested if you have to spell. <laughs> For it, personal um, No, we don't have so. any un Ungents of Timelessness. So we no found some armor that had sadly. been treated with Ungent of Timelessness Oh, that point. was it. Yeah, so. That's right. Yeah, you found that cool Chitin armor, I think, in mm -hmm. the last book. Yeah. So you don't have my coal? Mm -mm. Well, it's unfortunate because each one of these is worth about 500 gold. Narmer takes a second to uh, look at the fourth wall. Maybe if we level up again, Harsh can take Makor and we can take Harsh treasure with us. It's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. That is a possibility. Jessica's like, yeah, there are a lot of other cool yeah, spells I like, can take. There's plenty of other cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, but Makor would also be nice for you to have because it's not on the shaman spell and it will heal Narmer. Oh. Yeah, and I well, Narmer has mending. fast healing though, doesn't he? Yeah, but if he gets kicked across the room during the middle of a fight and has like two hit points, and Hollis happens yeah. to have a make hole, you know mm. what I mean? Is make hole a standard? I action? only have a regeneration of five, Shooty. Of it's one. gonna take a while. One. <laughs> oh, shit, one, one. Yeah, one. one. It's not five. It's, it's damage reduction one. of five, regeneration of one. So, yeah. uh, I don't want to die, Shooty. <laughs> well, I don't want Shoot. you to die either. Shooty, yes. Think of the merchandise. <laughs> wow. God, you'd be good friends with John Hammond. <laughs> Spared no expense. All right, are there any other halls over, or doors over here we haven't opened? There's the door off the mud room that has the weird idol thing. And then there's the hallway that we didn't go down yet in this uh, section. Yeah, there's yeah, there's the, what, what is it, the disc room? 
yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's this room, yeah. disc room. And then there's the hallway down past where where Sephoria said there was a... Sephronia? Sephronia said there was like a chapel or something back that way. I don't remember what she said. Yes. All she right. said that the chapel is to the uh, the east. I think the hallway you haven't it. gone down yet. Yeah, I think we should skip the disc room for now because we don't know how to open that door and yeah, go to makes sense. Have we even looked at it? Hallway. Go into the chapel. Well, we know yeah, no. there's some sort of something up in the chapel area because Sophronia yeah, said she'd seen them. Yeah, I forget what it was, them. but it's something up there. Yeah, and so she I'd said rather that there was shadows. I'd rather not mess with the puzzle until we know that there's not going to be another freaking shadow demon creeping up on us. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I agree with that. Shadow <laughs> demons, no fun. Speaking from personal Always experience, more shadow demons. And then after that, after we clear this section, we should probably rest. Yeah. Before going to fight the Glabrazoo and maybe the Moftet. I still don't know how and, that's going to pan you know, out. This, well, and this incarnation of Hakatep as well. Uh-huh. Well, that's going to be probably... Well, we'll see. Maybe that'll be the same day. I mean, it might be. You know, who knows? So I suppose you navigate your way back through. Sophronia circles around the outside of the mudroom, just on instinct. But if you make your way through the center of the mudroom, she'll follow you. You find a long hallway making its way forward. The walls here covered in signs of an ancient conflict, scored with spells and maybe the arching blades of swords. As you make your way forward, dust plumes up under each of your steps as you step further and further. Nothing has moved, nothing living has moved in this area in some time. I'm just going to say for the record that Sidra has... uh her scarf wrapped around her face. She has done enough tomb raiding to um, uh, know that you don't want to breathe that in. Fair. That's fair. As you make your way forward, the hallway opens up into a massive chamber to the point that the far side of the chamber is lost in darkness as you make your way into the room. Dust and fine sand cover the floor of this grand hall as if decades, maybe even centuries, has passed since any living creature has stepped foot in here. Your footsteps don't echo, absorbed by the sand beneath you, but every scrape of Sophronia's armor, every shift of your clothing, every intake of breath softly echoes back to you from the massive length of this hull. Sconces carved into the walls hold the withered stems of ancient torches, their blackened heads cold and crumbling. Here and there, yellow bones molder amongst the drifts of sand. As you move forward at the far end of the hall, a narrow staircase leads up to a raised platform, the front of the platform displaying hideous images of lion-headed figures, ferocious sphinxes, horned demons, tearing screaming mortals apart. A white stone statue of a faceless, demonic sphinx with six legs glares down from the top of the dais. The sphinx's wide dragon wings spread to either side, forming two flat altars, stained with blood of countless sacrifices. On the curved wall behind the sphinxes, the fragmented remains of 13 humanoid skeletons have been pinned upside down against Uh-oh. the wall with rusty metal spikes. Oh my god, it's the predator. Jeez. A tarnished oval mirror hangs flat against the wall above the metal skeleton. 
as you make your way into the chamber, as you reach the bottom of these steps, staring up towards this hideous altar, you can all hear a soft chanting. You can only assume in the abyssal tongue. The bones of this room seem to all rattle, almost in a musical way, as if a choir preparing to, to sing, or almost this resonance runs through this room. Four spectral figures, twisted mockeries of the people that they once were, raise up from the skeletal remains. Yep. And I will need initiative from the party. Oh boy. Next time. Oh man, I knew oh it. Boy. I knew as we were walking past skeletons that we were going to have to fight some of that Ghostbane Dirge. I keep memorizing to the forever and ever and ever. Ghostbane Dirge is Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.